I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in at capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And you can leave a message or send a text any time of the day or night. You can also call us when we record this show live at that same number. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. We are constantly battling big tech in order to get our deplatformed account um, back up and running on Instagram. But if you're looking for us on Instagram, we are CGW underscore backup. And we're still trying to get uh, reestablished as eight at Cape Gunworks, which is where we are on all the other social media platforms. Twitter, uh, YouTube, Parler, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, Truth, uh, Facebook, etc., etc. Wherever you find your social media, try at Cape Gunworks and we should be there. Uh, we try to broadcast as much good content as we can there. And uh, so you'll find us and stay up to date on everything going on there. Um, so we also have a very special announcement to make, and that is that we are now delivering ammo in the great state of Massachusetts. Yes, behind the Iron Curtain, behind enemy lines, uh, where the good people of Massachusetts have suffered long enough and not been able to order ammunition through the mail, we are now offering a delivery service right to your door or your place of business or wherever you want to meet. Um, we have the Cape Gunworks mobile on the road as we speak. It is it is uh, freshly tuned, some new sneakers on it, and it's aligned and ready to make make the delivery happen for you. So anything except a firearm at this point, um, obvious for obvious reasons, that has to take place at uh, the gun store. But uh, ammo and accessories, we're happy to go ahead and ship anywhere in the country. And right now, as a result, we have a free shipping on any item over $300, no matter where you are in the country. Um, if you're in Massachusetts, you'll see the Cape Gunworks Mobile and one of our happy, smiling faces. Um, so we're really excited about that. That's kind of cool. Uh, that's something we've always talked about doing, and we finally did it. So uh, have a little patience with us at first. Uh, we're flying the plane and building it as we go. But yeah, so that's uh, that's exciting news. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, hold your applause till you. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, that's happening. And um, so things have uh, are very interesting right now at the shop. We just came through our weekend of uh, with Top Shot Invitational, our Veterans Top Shot Invitational. We had a phenomenal day of shooting on Saturday. 
Um, we had lots of uh, people show up who don't normally visit gun stores. We had uh, four-man teams go out and compete. We had police. We had military. We had just regular civilians. Uh, we had some real gun cranks that got into the shooting, and we had people who have literally never fired a firearm, so it was awesome. Uh, we had this awesome all-female team that has been practicing that was right up there in, in, uh, in top contention for the win. But I got to say that um, one of the, uh, one of the, um, the winning team was actually a bunch of sandbaggers from my shop. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. We, ha- we had the Marine Corps team. So three of our guys that were in the Marine Corps shot with one of the guys from the radio station that was also involved in the event. Um, and they, they did a number on the competition, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, they had a win. I think they shot a 313 out of the best possible 400. And I hung my target up because I, I did it before everybody went out. Uh, we did a promo video the day before. And I, I shot a 321, so my target was the side hustle, the target to beat. And, uh, you know, I was pr- pleasantly surprised that my my score held on. I didn't win anything because I didn't enter the tournament. But um, I thought for sure this team was going to beat me, but they did not. And so... But because three out of the four guys actually work here, uh, we decided to give the grand prize, which is a full-year membership to Cape Gunworks, to the second-place team. So those guys are going to be happy. And um, I don't even know who that was. Do you know? I'll have to check the results. But you can go on the uh, TopShotInvitational.com website and check it out. Uh, But a good time was had by all. There was some great food by the Reload Cafe. Uh, Subway donated a bunch of food. Twin uh, Two Brothers Pizza delivered a bunch of pizzas. And uh, we had a great time, great day. Uh, raised some money. I know, I don't know what the final tally is, but it was well over $5,000 was raised for charities. Uh, we were sponsoring the um, Heroes in Transition, which we've done for a number of years, as well as the Nicholas Xaros Fund. These are both uh, Gold Star families, Cape Cod homegrown Gold Star families. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Stephen Xaros is, he's our uh, representative. He's my representative in the town of Barnstable and a state rep at the, you know, up at Beacon Hill there. And he was a retired deputy chief from the Yarmouth Police Department, where he was a law enforcement professional for over 40, uh, 40 years. So um, he lost his son, Nicholas, in. Afghanistan and uh, operation, um, you know, in the war, global war on terror. And, you know, he created a great charity in his name, has done a lot of good work for all the veterans in our area. And then also uh, Cindy Jones uh, lost her her son in Afghanistan. He was a Marine helicopter pilot. um, And so she started Heroes in Transition, which is a great charity, charitable organization that helps people coming back from the global war on terror transition into everyday life, not to mention gives them some, uh, you know, counseling and some uh, tools basically to help deal and cope with uh, society as they transition into the civilian life, which I'm sure is very, very difficult. So 
Um, yeah, the, so we had a great day, raised some great money for, for these charities. Uh, the Lord shined down on us, and uh, we had good weather uh, for the outside side of it. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. My voice held up as the chief RSO. I was calling the calling the firing line, but it was awesome. We had a blast. And if you're not um, able to join us next year, maybe you'll consider sponsoring it. Uh, we'll raise some more money. And we also have the um, golf tournament in the spring. So you can go over to Top Shot Invitational and check all that out. So I just wanted to give you guys uh, the recap of the weekend on that. So there you have it. Um, we also have... All kinds of stuff going on in gun world. We've been talking a little bit. We talked on the Grace Curley show yesterday about the three major credit card companies that have um, decided to come out with a merchant code, a new uh, merchant code for gun purchases in gun stores. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens as a result of this. Uh, this comes as a, on the heels of Governor Hochul in uh, New York and... Um, Elizabeth Warren, state uh, U.S. senator from Massachusetts, of all places, um, putting pressure on these companies to do so. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But we want to thank you guys for listening to Rapid Fire. And this week's code is very easy. It's LTC, license to carry, LTC at capegunworks.com, where you'll get a special discount off your entire order, not to mention the free shipping on any ammo or any order over 300 bucks. So go to capegunworks.com and use the code today. It's LTC to get your special discount. We have Andrew Kucher next. You don't want to miss out. This is going to be an exciting interview. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Get involved in something like this, the stress level. It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cohort was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you worked for taken away. Cohort was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he had worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm really happy to have on the line with us today uh, a Massachusetts-based attorney, Andrew Kucher, who's out in Lemonster, Mass., who does a great job for the Second Amendment in Massachusetts. And that 
alone is a full-time job, right, Andrew? Thank you so much for joining us. No problem, no problem. Yeah, as you as you know, Toby, I'm always willing to uh, get my hands dirty and start messing with the uh, messing with the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, you know, getting into the mud with the pigs, so to speak, uh, because. Um, you know, well, let's face it. Um, I've I've ticked off a lot of uh, police uh, police who try to limit somebody's ability to get their license to carry. Um, and as you know, back uh, in the twenty twenty uh, the twenty twenty pandemic, um, I also sued uh, Governor Baker for closing the gun stores and forcing them to reopen them. Uh, so, you know me, I'm, I always like to poke the bear. Yeah, and we ended up getting our lawsuit and joined with that one. And uh, yep. we ended up dropping out as a plaintiff about halfway through for uh, a number of other reasons, not because we weren't willing to be a plaintiff, but uh, just for the fact that there was so many and, you know, they wanted to pare it down a little bit. So, uh, but ultimately it was a good decision, a good outcome. Uh, I found that to be interesting because the um, original complaint was heard and then the judge said he set the date for, the day that the, we were supposed to be able to reopen anyway. So I was, hoping, mm-hmm. you know, you could almost read between the lines and think like they're hoping this will just be a moot point and say, oh, well, you're open. But then, of course, the governor extended it another 30 well, what, or 60 days. What you don't know is that time after time after time, uh, every time there was news, uh, the Commonwealth would file another another motion to dismiss due to mootness. Whenever there was a, an update, mm. you know, they, oh, it's moot now because, you know, you know, we don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. Uh, but basically it was just the Commonwealth's attempt to bankrupt the uh, the gun industry here in Massachusetts. Yeah, it seems like they're, they're up to their usual tricks and uh, they're always trying to figure out a way to make it harder. And, you know, we were talking about this yesterday on the Grace Curley show a little bit, uh, how... There's the legal system, the courts, the legislature is just one of the many facets that they try to deprive people of the right to keep and bear arms. You can look at mm-hmm. look at this, what's going on with the, you know, credit card companies and what, you know, taxation and and undue insurance regulations and uh, storage laws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, so this just it always rears its ugly head many different ways. But let's focus on why we're here. And that is. Last week when we were on the air, uh, one of the person, people on the chat line clued me in. They had some breaking news that a lawsuit was filed in uh, challenging Massachusetts, I guess the First Circuit Court of Appeals, um, the, the magazine capacity ban, as well as the assault weapons ban. So uh, I further went on to read that you are the attorney in the case. So that is correct. That awesome. is correct. Yes. In fact, what we're doing is we're using the new case law coming out of the Supreme Court uh, under Bruin, which I don't know if you've read it. I don't know if your viewers have read it. Um, you know, a constitutional uh, decision is really not the most exciting thing to read, but this is involving the Second Amendment. So, you know, I was right on top of it. So what what happened in uh, that case was the uh, the Supreme Court actually started to look into you know what what should we do with a with the Second Amendment case, and they started going back to com- they started talking about common use, and common use would be, basically was uh, there was a case called uh, bear with me I got it written down here case called um, Colby versus Hogan. 
which basically said you can't you can't ban a weapon if it's commonly used. Um, and let's face it, AR-15s, AK-47s, uh, they're probably one of the most widely used firearms in, in the United States, commonly, known, commonly used. Mm. And people outside of the uh, Massachusetts use it. Uh, but, the, um, of course, as you know, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh, just unilaterally banned them. Um, and so basically what we're trying to do is use Bruin and use the common use argument to determine that their, their unconstitutional ban is exactly that, unconstitutional. Right, yeah, and, and I know before this Bruin decision came out, that language is also in the Heller decision. It uh, is. Weapons that are in common and ordinary use. And like you point out, there's nothing more common and ordinary than an AR-15. And, you know, we joke that AR stands for America's rifle because so many people own them. There's millions of them in this country, by mm-hmm. far the most adaptable and, uh, you know, owned platform probably of any semi-automatic rifle. Uh, and for all the right reasons, by the way, they're so versatile and people say, oh, you don't need them for hunting. Well, I've shot two deer uh, with AR-15s. One was in uh, South uh, North Carolina with a 6.5 Grendel. One was in Texas with a uh, 308. And uh, both of them resulted in one shot being fired and, and a lot of tasty venison. So mm-hmm. people use them for everything. But the most important reason why we have the ability to keep and bear arms is to keep a government who doesn't trust us with those said weapons in check. Right. Am I right on that? I mean, that's you are 100% correct in my opinion. Yep. But when you start talking about common use, large capacity feeding devices, uh, you go anywhere in, uh, throughout the country, a 30 round magazine is the common and standard use of, you know, size magazine. In fact, I bought a, um, uh, a Tavor and came Beautiful box, very nice. You open it up, and the place where the 30-round magazine would be, there was a 10-rounder jammed in there. So you know when you buy a gun right off the shelf, and it's got a place for a 30-round magazine, it's kind of obvious that's the standard use. Yeah, and you point out something that I've never really used as an argument, but it's actually very true. There's lots of companies that never even offered them with a 10-round magazine. Like yeah. this, all the sub-2Ks I used to get, now they've started doing it. But originally they would come with the Glock 17 mag or the Glock 19 mag, depending on which one model you get. And, and it was always the high-cap version. We'd all, we have buckets of them that we fill in the back, <laughs> back of the room for law enforcement guys. But uh, unfortunately, you can't buy them unless you're law enforcement or unless the magazine was made prior to uh, September 13th, 1994. So. Yep. You know, it's just a total inconvenience to the uh, to the average American citizen and Massachusetts citizen as well. So that's what Heller said, common and ordinary use. Fast forward now to the Bruin decision, which you were just talking about, that for me, this is one of the most incredible decisions to come around. And it was almost like this world-class enema happened because... <laughs> there would have been so much of a buildup of second amendment cases that weren't going through. Like we remember a couple of years ago, one of the Massachusetts cases made it all the way to the Supreme court and then they declined to hear it. Mormon v. Healy. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. And, yep. so, and so there was a lot of work done, a lot of money spent on that. And, you know, it was all just, Oh, and even Clarence Thomas said the second amendment has become a disfavored, right? I think he wrote amazingly in this Bruin decision, uh, about this 
strict scrutiny versus that two-step process that has, you know, a lot of district courts and appeal appellate courts have held up in the past. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is a huge, huge part of this case in uh, Massachusetts, correct? It 100% is. In fact, I've actually started using that uh, as an argument for um, uh, suitability. And I'm going after the suitability standard in the local the local district courts um, using the, the wording of Bruin and how not only did it get rid of the, the requirement, well, not really the requirement, but their option to be able to put restrictions on somebody's license. Um, in my read of Bruin, it gets rid of... Um, it gets rid of the suitability standard as well, even though the politicians in Massachusetts, and California, really only want to read it as, oh, we then we can't put restrictions on it, but we can still use suitability. No, you can't. In fact, they even went so far in the evening hours, they you they revamped the uh, the suitability law to comply with the with Bruin, but it still doesn't comply with Bruin. They're still using the suitability standard, and that's unconstitutional according to Bruin. I, I agree, and I saw that same language, and I said, "How do they think they're gonna, you know, slip this one by? Like no one's paying attention and say, oh, yeah, you're right. We can't put restrictions. We can't really. If you're not prohibited, there's nothing we can do. So unless you're uh, a prohibited person or unsuitable." They're doing the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Then yep. you know. Then you're you're 100 right. That's not going to stand the test of time. Um, so, what do you expect is going to happen in this case here? That uh, obviously one side's going to win or the other, and I'm sure in both cases uh, someone's going to appeal it. Correct? I, I would assume so. Yes, I think I think this is uh, really a case that'll go, probably go up to the Supreme Court. Um, I. I don't know what Massachusetts is going to do to this. I, I have my doubts that uh, the Massachusetts, uh, or at least the First Circuit, is really going to touch this. Uh, I think it's probably going to have to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, but keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, even though it is a clear roadmap of what the lower courts must do, according to Bruin, they're still going to punt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's happening all over the country. Right they're going to fight this kicking and screaming because right. they they like the power and they just they don't want to give up who can have a firearm and who can't. Right. Right. Yeah, it's amazing that they're more interested in what the responsible uh, law-abiding gun owner has and does with those weapons than the the criminal element and those that are the true problem of uh you know out walking the streets causing havoc and 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 whatnot so unfortunately that's the way we it oh is. yeah i mean it just you look you look at the disaster that rachel rachel rollins was I and mean, in fact i'm working on a case right now where there's a, a good guy you know he's a retired uh, a retired marine um you know 30 year veteran of the of the uh Boston firefighters and he defended himself against the thug and the thugs walk in the street. He's under, he's under, you know, under indictment. So, and all he did was just fire back because somebody was shooting at him. Unbelievable. So that's, that's the kind of lunacy that we're dealing with here in, in, in the Commonwealth. Yeah. And, you know, here's hoping, you know, vote for, vote for Jay McMahon, vote for Jeff Deal, because we need, we need some, you know, actual Republicans to straighten this mess out. Yeah. Amen to that. And uh, 
Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're a great patriot and uh, fighting for our freedom. I appreciate that, Andrew. And uh, how can people find you if they want to look you up and, and get some help from you? You can reach me as the two-way attorney on Facebook. I also have a Twitter page for the two-way attorney. Uh, also, I believe I've set up a Truth Social uh, uh, page as well. Uh, but you can always uh, contact the office at 978 502 0221. I go from one end of the state to the other. So if you're out and on the Cape, you know, take some take some magic, but I can definitely work on cases out there. I can work on cases all the way out in the western part of the state as well. I'm also licensed in New Hampshire too. Great. Um, so, you know, and uh, you can always email me at ATTY, short for attorney, Kucher, C O U T U R E, at gmail.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll have you on again for sure. Sounds good. And let's plan uh, plan one of my classes at uh, your facility. Yes, definitely. And remember to use this week's discount code LTC at capegunworks.com and get a very special discount on your entire web order. That's code LTC. So go to capegunworks.com right now and get your special discount using code LTC. More after this. We will be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. talk radio show about guns freedom second amendment and self-defense also you can call or text the the show it's 508-444-2120 you can leave a message just leave your name location and your question or you can talk to me live when i'm recording the show on the air or send us a text that's 508-444-2120 the rapid fire line so we will be getting to your questions very shortly so i wanted to talk about something um that has taken place in New York, and that is in the closing days of August, the New York has sent out letters because they um, took the Bruin decision and basically are thumbing their nose at it a little bit when it says you cannot declare entire areas of the state a gun-free zone uh, or a sensitive area, but that's exactly what they did. So Governor Hochul has 
uh, decided to defy the Supreme Court and the Constitution and uh, put a whole bunch of new uh, gun control laws in place and uh, and a bunch of arbitrary and onerous, you know, uh, regulations upon people. Uh, so they sent out a letter that I'm going to read to you uh, from the licensing division of the city of New York. And uh, they're sending this to people who hold a business license in these quote-unquote sensitive areas. So it says, you are receiving this letter because you currently maintain an active premise business, limited carry, special carry, or carry business license. So in, in New York, they offered a business license. So in other words, they were very limited on um, license to carry for personal protection. But if you had a business in the city, you could apply for a business license or a special uh, carry business license where you could have a gun present in the in the shop. Well, guess what? No more. Because it says, it goes on to say, as you should be aware, New York State has recently enacted laws that prohibit those who are licensed to carry firearms from carrying their firearms in certain locations. Specifically, penal law section blah, 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 uh, says that if you carry a gun in a sensitive location, a violation of this law is a Class E felony. And this law goes into effect on Thursday, September 1st, 2022. A copy of the applicable law is attached for your careful review. You are being sent this letter because of your place of business may now be a sensitive location under this new law and thus continued possession of a firearm at this location is unlawful. If your business is in a sensitive location under uh, PL dot, 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 you are no longer able to lawfully possess a firearm at that location. Goes on to say, hold on to your hat for this one. If this applies to your place of business, please bring your applicable firearm or firearms to your local precinct in order for it to be safeguarded for you. Alternatively, you may bring your firearm to another location where you are lawfully allowed to possess and store it. Lastly, you may contract with a federally licensed firearms dealer to store the firearm for you there. They may, however, charge for this service. Um, and additionally, if you pl your place of business is located in Times Square, the surrounding blocks, please consult sections 5-34 to 5-35 of Title 18, Rules of the City of New York, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so this is amazing because prior to this Bruin decision, you might have actually been able to carry a gun in your business location. And then afterwards, in order for her to basically get back at the Supreme Court, she is now disarming business owners that were lawfully and legally able to have a gun in their location. Now you can't because she's declared this entire area a sensitive location the way that she was not allowed to do according to the Bruin decision. So this is just going to be a legal mess. Um, it's amazing, but... Uh, how unconstitutional this was and how um, how they look at your rights as a major inconvenience to to their ability to uh, disarm you so it's it's just unbelievable uh, the final closing statement says uh, it, it's really interesting how 
Um, at the end of it, it says here, let me read it. Uh, <laughs> it says the license div- division will endeavor to provide licenses affected by this change in law, which alternative means to ex- an alternative means to exercise their second amendment rights. Uh, questions may be directed to the license division. So, um, you know what I find interesting is the people that send this letter out, Hugh Bogle, the inspector, how is it that they will comply so willingly with unconstitutional orders? That's that's what I want to know is, you know, what what the heck? You know, once you see this Bruin decision and then you see what your government's doing, at what point do you go, uh, hey, guys, I have a question here. Like, is this unconstitutional? And I don't want to be sued by somebody who thinks I'm violating their their constitutional rights, which we obviously are. Um, Why does everybody go along with it? I don't get it. It's like the emperor has no clothes. Everyone's afraid to tell the emperor he has no clothes on. And they all go in and lie and say, oh, wow, what a beautiful outfit you have on today. Well, that's what they're doing to Governor uh, Hochul, who I think there's got to be a meme out there somewhere with her and a bunch of colorful makeup like the girl from Hunger Games. And uh, whenever I see her uh, with her bright red hair, uh, I think like someone should definitely do some meme work on that and say, may the odds be ever in your favor now that I've totally disarmed you in your place of business in one of the most hostile cities in America. Um, Yeah, it's just amazing to me that they look at the law-abiding gun owner as a criminal in waiting, as somebody who's waiting to... uh, you know, just go off the deep end and they don't want to take uh, those that are truly responsible off the street and, you know, lock them up for good. But there you have it. So um, that's going to be an ongoing something to watch uh, as, you know, they're obviously flying in the face of the Constitution. And I was just talking about this with one of the guys on the floor of my store. He's asking me like, is it getting better out there? Is it getting worse? Where are we going? Like he doesn't really have his finger on the pulse of everything going on. And I said, well, I think it's getting better in a lot of cases, but the potential of it to get worse is going to be because there's politicians out there. There's elected officials, there's regulators, there's three letter agencies, there's people in power who are infuriated with the Supreme Court smacking them on the hand and now they will not rest until they've found a way to skirt around this decision and they know that it'll buy time for them to prohibit your right to keep and bear arms while it works through the court system and it'll make cost more money and you know it'll it'll uh, put you on notice for another however many years seven ten years So uh, something to keep in mind and look at because they will not take it lying down. Uh, So go to capegunworks.com and use this week's discount code LTC to get a special treat for our radio and podcast listeners. Use LTC at capegunworks.com to get that special discount. And don't forget free shipping on anything over 300 bucks in addition to the discount. So you don't want to miss out. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire.
carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently the mainstream media has gotten all over this term and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. You will be held accountable for your actions, as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training and you know your laws so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm happy to have on the line with me right now, Alessandro Padovani, and he is my favorite Italian firearms trainer who's been out on the West Coast teaching for the Personal Defense Network training tour. So how are you, Alessandro? Hey, Kobe, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm glad I'm not only... The only Italian pastor that you know, but I'm also your favorite. That's right. No, I know one other. I know Rick, who's actually in Italy. So uh, I have met All him, right. but I have way All more, right. yeah. <laughs> way more experience with you. So I'm going with you. First in, favorite. That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no problem. But you are, in fact, a very. Um, you know, well-rounded instructor, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, not only are you one of the senior instructors for the ICE training, uh, and you've been on the PDN training tour for a while, you have your own training company, but you, you actually go outside of firearms training as well, right? And do a lot of less lethal or knife and, uh, you know, close quarters battle type type stuff, right? Yeah, yes, indeed, you know, and, and um, you know, part of it is because, uh, you know, growing up in Italy and then uh, moving to California and so on, I wasn't, I didn't always have the best access to, to firearms and or uh, the ability to uh, get a concealed carry permit. Um, and I traveled extensively in several countries, you know, backpacking and so on. And so even then, you know, even if I had a, a, a firearm and a CCW, you know, you can't really go abroad with it. And so I think that, you know, it's fundamental, really, it's basic to start with, you know, modicum of athleticism, like you, you need to be able to, like, move around and not get a heart attack, basically. Right. And then we add, you know, empty hands, you know. Then we add knives, then we add firearm, then, you know, we, 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 we progress through that so that you're never really unarmed. You know, you always have options, you know, and obviously the firearms is the most uh, efficient option that you can have, right? It's a, the best force multiplier. Mm-hmm. And easy to carry around with you. So a lot of people, you know, uh, get exposed to firearms first because, again, it, it, it's 
you know, what people go to when, when they feel a need to be better prepared to defend themselves, right? Right. But uh, from then, we need to continue, uh, you know, if our purpose is education, we need to educate them on the other aspects as well. Uh, and that's why I really like the Person Defense Network, because it's not just firearms-based. It, it, it's really safety, security, self-defense-based, you know, on defense and all of that. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I really like the opportunity to, to bring people from empty hands to the farms or vice versa. You know, people that may have trained in farms, now they get more physical, they get more uh, prepared to take care of themselves and their loved ones, even if they're traveling abroad, if they don't have access to firearms. Right. You know, interestingly enough, um, I think ni- knives don't get a lot of attention these days. Mostly it's either... Uh, firearms, empty hand, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we just had that horrible knife attack in in Canada where those two brothers mm-hmm. were able to kill a lot of people. And I tell you one thing, that's a class I've never done. I'd like to do one. Um, but knives, knives scare the heck out of me, even more so than guns to for some strange reason. But, uh, you know, people... And, and, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, sorry, sorry to interrupt, man. Go ahead. No, that's right. I mean, it's just... You know, even more so, and I don't know if it's just because I'm I've never done the class or not, just uh, or if I've I've just you know not prepared myself for that type of a uh, violent encounter with a knife. But um, I think a lot could go well, wrong if you're not prepared, right? No, absolutely. And 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 uh, you know, shameless plug. Uh, I've written a um, three-part article for the Person Defense Network. Uh, so if you go to the website and the archives on the article, it's the emotional component of uh, knife defense. Mm. Because you know, I've been teaching this for, for years, and most classes, people you know, mirror the same thing that you just said, right? Mm. And, and there are very uh, clear differences between using a, a farm or a knife for, for self-defense. And most of it has to do with the intimacy of a knife attack, right? Right. Uh, we all know that it's pretty easy to shoot, you know, at somebody with a firearm. You just press the trigger. There is distance. There is, you know, uh, it's a projectile that you throw, so it's detached from you once it leaves the gun. Right. And 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 so it makes it a little bit easier on the emotional side. While with a knife, you know, if you're using that to defend yourself, you need to really need to work on the mindset that it's going to allow you to plunge a metal object into somebody else's body. Right. And it's, it's different, right? It's a lot more intimate. You're going to hear noise, you're going to smell, you're going to feel the blood. So right. uh, our brain knows that, and that's why we, we, we give a lot more power to the knife as a tool of intimidation, if you will. Right. And and the same thing, if you have to defend from somebody with a knife, you really need to understand what your most vulnerable areas are and how you can stop and reverse that attack. Well, and, we've and threatened... So people say, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but... We've threatened to have you come out and do a class. And one of these days, we've got to make this happen because I would love to have you come out and do a class for us, Alessandro. That would be, I think that would be the most benefit to our listeners. Get get you out here and, and put on one of your awesome knife uh, classes. And uh, if people want to follow your work and sign up for one of your classes upcoming, how can they find you and where should they go to, to find out that information? Well, um, so uh, my website is staperfasterdefense.com. Uh, now I'm, I'm not really good at keeping my class calendar updated. Uh, I'm gonna try to improve that. But you know, social media usually post on my IG account, which is Paper Fast to Defense. 
or my Facebook, which I brought up personal, Alexander Padovani or State of the Defense. And, um, you know, frankly, uh, you know, I haven't been teaching as often as I used to because I got a, a full-time job, uh, you know, through COVID and so on. Uh, but I'm planning on teaching, you know, at least a class or two a month. And the Personal Defense Network training tool was really good because it gave me like a, a reason to focus and actually put classes on the calendar and get stuff organized and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I would I would love to come out and and, and and share the knowledge, share some skills. I the the last night class that I taught on the Personal Defense Network tool was in uh, Reno at Reno Guns and Range. And we had a really good turnout. It was like 11 students, and it was uh, divided between uh, male and female. And um, it, it's really nice to see, uh, you know, because a lot more people are taking uh, extra responsibility. Like they're stepping out of their comfort zone and, and coming out to get those skills, to get that, that learning that will allow to, you know, live their life a little bit more free, right? Yeah. The, the, one of the models of the PDN training tour is train more fear less and especially when we talk about knife like you were saying you know the knife is a really good tool of intimidation so you need to be able to to learn and 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 control both your emotion and you know the bad guy with a knife all right man well thank you so much for joining us this is great and uh good luck out there on the west coast and we'll like i said we'll have you out and i appreciate you joining us and we'll see you next time alessandro thanks so much We're going to a break, but you should go to the rapidfireradio.us website and check out the latest in rapid-fire gear. Show your Pro 2A by wearing a shirt, hat, or grab a flag. Go to rapidfireradio.us and click on Get Rapid-Fire Gear. We will be right back. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922. Made in America and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120, if you want your voice to be heard on the radio, uh, or if you have, want, want to text in a question or whatever, and I'll get to it. Speaking of that, we're going to get to your questions in one second, I promise. I just wanted to put a bow on the talk about New York, uh, Hochul, uh, you know, putting that sensitive area tag on most of New York City. Um, And someone said in the chat, like, how does this continue to happen? And why is no one challenging it? Well, it is being challenged. Uh, 
inc- including uh, the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, Alan Gottlieb has jumped in and said basically that they have replaced one unconstitutional liking, licensing scheme with another. And so they have filed uh, a lawsuit challenging this brand new licensing scheme that hasn't even really been put into practice uh, because it is a direct violation of the Bruin decision. So I wanted to uh, say that. So uh, with that being said, let's jump over to the chat and answer some of your questions. Um, We had uh, a couple people confused a little bit about the private uh, ownership or citizen shipping ammo through the mail and mass. And basically what our delivery service is, it's we're willing to throw the ammo or accessories, anything but a firearm in the Cape Gunworks vehicle and deliver to you because we can't use uh, FedEx or UPS or postal service, et cetera, to do it. So we're taking care of it and we've just gone ahead and done it. You could think of us as the Amazon of the Massachusetts, right? So, <laughs> and uh, ah! Professor Claw thought up that term. I don't have a mic. Um, yeah, Professor Claw thought up that term. So anyway, uh, all right, let's see. Uh, HPS says, if I want a gun and you're delivering some ammo in my area, will I deliver a gun to you? Yeah, we could probably work that out. HPS is an FFL, so we can legally deliver a gun to another FFL. I just can't deliver it to your doorstep. There you have that. Um, let's see, uh, and Aaron's upset that he never got an email saying that we were going live. What's up with that? Did we send one out today? Check your spam, Aaron, or make sure you didn't unsubscribe. So, um, and Keith's saying you're back. Yes, I'm back. So, uh, we'll have Keith Langer on next week if he's available. Um, and Gordon is confused about why no ammo shipments in mass. Please explain. So, because um, he tried to order some Liberty Civil Defense from their factory, and they said, uh, no bueno, as it applies to Massachusetts. So uh, our attorney general sent cease and desist letters to a lot of the companies that were shipping ammo to Massachusetts a few years ago uh, because there's two things. One is you have to have a license to sell ammunition in this state it is a separate license from our ffl it's separate from our uh, state business license to sell firearms or perform gunsmithing yes in fact it is just a separate license altogether that is the license to sell ammunition which is ridiculous because uh, most states don't require such a thing but welcome to massachusetts and so because this, these companies that were shipping ammo into mass did not have said licenses, they were technically violating state law. So she sent them a cease and desist, which most of them did. They said, okay, fine. And the second part of the equation is that you have to verify the person buying the ammunition at the time of sale with the license to carry or FID card in hand at the time of sale. So that's really the the checkbox that we need to fill and the criteria we need to meet in order to be able to deliver or ship ammo to your door or to your place of business or to wherever you want to meet. So um, at the time of delivery, we'll just say, can I see your license to carry or your FID card? We'll look at it. We'll look at you. We'll ask you to pull down your mask. <laughs> Uh, like they do in the uh, 
in the line at TSA. No, just kidding. I'm, uh, I, if you're wearing one, I will, I will ask you, but most people aren't these days. And then we'll be able to hand over your ammo. That was really the reason we couldn't ship through common carrier. So there you go. And Jay wants to know, how is Healy's blog post still a standing order to deny our rights? Uh, and I said, basically because government loves to outsource its duties. And when they can't uh, violate your duties through the legal, your rights through the prescriptive means, in other words, through like a constitutional convention where they can change the Second Amendment, uh, then they outsource their duties to people like uh, tyrants like uh, Healy, who act aren't afraid to act as all three branches of government in one fell swoop. So, and then everybody stands in the background and applauds and says, "They're going to make our city safer. They're going to make us safer." But tell me what you think. Call or text five zero eight four 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 twenty one twenty. It says uh, Gear website says for what it's worth, victims being convicted was what raised awareness and changed the laws here in Arizona. And assume other states too. So hope awareness will change things in mass. Thank you for getting the word out. Yeah, that's that's exciting when a state recognizes where the problem really lies and not at the feet of the people who aren't the problem. And they say, hey, instead of us like trying to lower crime by making it harder for good people to buy guns, uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Let's punish the criminal and punish them to the fullest extent of the law and let you know the people who aren't committing the crime have more freedom back and restore their rights that's a good idea and then you'll find what most of the country sees which is where gun ownership is high and prevalent uh, a well-armed society is a polite society and the highest concentration of gun control where your right to keep and bear arms and your right to carry is restricted generally speaking so is your safety Uh, your safety is put on notice and um, we talked about this with bill whittle last week and if you missed that episode you've got to go back and listen to it phenomenal interview with bill whittle he's you know just a wealth of information but he actually pulled down all this data from the internet which is like on wikipedia and stuff it's not like hard to find i did it myself after watching uh his video and if you take out 10 of the most violent cities in america the top 10 america which is currently sitting at about 110 or 112 of the most violent countries on earth out of the 218 countries on earth so we're really at the uh, top of the bottom half of the country. When you take out those top 10 cities in America with the highest crime, violent crime rates, all of a sudden America drops all the way down to like 202 out of 218 countries. So we are one of the safest countries on earth as it relates to violence with firearms. Um, the problem is we have five cities that are spoiling the well they're um they're they're poisoning the well if you will uh statistically and those generally speaking are extremely difficult cities to actually acquire a gun legally and carry it and new york city is one of those states and they're making it harder and harder so there you have it we'll get to more of your questions on the other side but this is the end of the first hour 
Can you believe it? That's why they call it rapid fire. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. And remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour where we'll get to most of your questions. Call us, leave a message any time of the day or night on the rapid fire line, 508-444-2120. You can ask questions, check out some of our online content. And remember, freedom will always be on the right side of history. So stay tuned. Uh, Go to our website and you can catch hour number two. And we will see you next time on Rapid Fire. This is Toby Lear. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe.
Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks everywhere except for Instagram, which is CGW underscore backup as a result of being deplatformed and Zuckerberg there. So uh, find us wherever you find your social media at Cape Gunworks and we will uh, and like and subscribe, comment, share um, in order to defeat the evil algorithms. So anyway, before uh, the break, we were talking a lot about taking your questions and uh, talking about some of the news of the day. Um, we, a couple things we didn't even get to in the first hour, um, were the big three credit card companies changing their, uh, merchandise codes, um, to kind of flag and track gun purchases and visa has kind of pushed back saying, whoa, 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 you know, we're not tracking anything. We would never do that. That would be a violation of everybody's rights. And we, we never do that. We don't get into that. And it's like, well, why'd you subscribe to it? Why did you sign up for this? If you didn't think, uh, you know, this was going to have major pushback, not to mention it happened on the day that um, their their stock took a bath on Wall Street. So um, they lost a lot of money that one day uh, of trading on Wall Street um, as the government was celebrating their Inflation Reduction Act when we had news of 8.3% inflation hit. Uh, even though it was predicted that it would be 8.1. So there was, uh, you know, two-tenths of a point higher than expected. And we still did the tap dance in the victory lap saying, hey, we're um, we're reducing inflation overall, uh, which is crazy. It's kind of like if you were to go to the gym and say to a personal trainer, like, hey, I'm 185 pounds. My fighting weight is 170, um, so I need some help. You know, and they said, "Okay, no problem. Here, eat a bunch of uh, donuts and McDonald's three times a day, and uh, sit around the couch, watch Oprah, and come back in two, three weeks." And you do, and you step on the scale, and you're two twenty-five, and you're like, "What the heck, man? I'm supposed to be down to one seventy. And they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Here, walk on the treadmill. Let's change your diet up a little bit." And they get you down to two twenty, and then they're like, "See what I did for you?" You lost five pounds. You're like, uh, no, I'm actually up to uh, 35 pounds from what I was or 30 pounds from what I was before I even came to see you. Well, that's what the government's doing right now. And the government is is good at that. So uh, speaking of government officials, um, there's Representative Tim Ryan, Democrat of Ohio. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but this was a guy. I'm going to tee this up for you. It was a guy who slammed President Trump after a violent, radical, anti-immigrant person shot up El Paso, Texas, killing 23 and wounding 23 others back in 2019. He basically uh, blamed Trump for this. And he said to Neil Cavuto on Fox, he, he basically said that Trump's rhetoric inspired the shooting. 
and uh, telling Neil Cavuto of Fox News, I believe that the president is most certainly creating an environment here where people like the kid in El Paso drove 10 hours to go kill Mexicans, kill people of color. And then Cavuto asked if Ryan blamed Senator Bernie Sanders for the fact that the Bernie Sanders reporter carried out a mass shooting against Republicans at the baseball practice uh, in 2017, and he rejected that parallels. Ah, no, 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 not the same thing, totally different. Then Cavuto argued that Ryan was taking things way too far by blaming Trump. Uh, He defended his position and said, uh, Cavuto went on to say, you're blaming this language on these shootings. That's going the extra mile, don't you think? And Ryan responded, look, I'm saying he's created an environment in the United States that is absolutely toxic. Now, when interviewed, this guy who killed these people, he claimed he was radicalized way before Trump even emerged into politics and explicitly disavowed Trump had anything to do with his inspiration. So this guy was a loony tune. He was a wing, uh, you know, loose cannon, uh, psycho evil person way before Trump even arrived on the scene. But this guy, uh, Tim Ryan, still wanted to lay the blame at Trump's feet. And guess what he did this week? He came out and said uh, on MSNBC Tuesday that Americans need to kill and confront the so-called MAGA Republicans and then blamed, uh, you know, that that was his words. He he said, uh, let me get his exact quote here, kill and confront the extremist Republican movement. And uh, he tried that he would he would claim that he was willing to work with people across the political aisle, but... That's the language that he used, kill and confront, um, which is amazing when you think about it because Trump got impeached for saying we're going to peacefully march and let your voice be heard on the Capitol, at the Capitol. Uh, but yet this guy says we're going to kill and confront uh, the MAGA Republicans, basically. And so here's a guy spewing rhetoric that, People have been impeached for saying less. And, you know, it's pretty crickets out there as far as the mainstream news media is concerned. So it's interesting how there's a serious double standard. And I'm not even trying to get political. We don't generally get political on this, but uh, on this show, uh, I just find it gross that he would say something like that. And uh, I guess he got his talking points and his message and his marching orders from the speech that was given a couple weeks ago. Uh, but there you have it. It's uh, it's the weaponization of politics, and um, they always try to blame Trump for it, and yet they themselves let's you know try to all remember uh, Maxine uh, Waters say, uh, saying saying um, uh, you know, I mean Max <laughs> Maxine Waters yeah she's saying uh, when you find them at the gasoline station and and uh, you know. At the restaurant, you surround them and you tell them they're not welcome here anymore. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how uh, they get away with it. No one calls them to question. Same thing's happening right now with uh, Hunter Biden's, uh, the people, Freedom of Information Act and whatnot, trying to get information about uh, that lost gun of Hunter Biden when his uh, brother's wife threw the gun in a trash can and some dude rummaging through and by the way it was right next to a school which would be within a school zone which would have made it a gun-free zone and uh someone rummaging through the trash found it but did end up turning it in a couple days later 
and uh, they were trying to get the Freedom of Information Act on the 4473 and the and the Secret Service and the FBI records, but a judge said, nah, you're not getting any of that. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, but let's get to some of your questions here. Uh, I've been taking up the whole um, the whole show so far, um, and you know I know you guys like to uh, go ahead and put the put the uh, questions to me. So uh, someone noticed the glitch in the matrix in the last uh, hour, so and commented on it. But uh, I wonder if any of the, our radio listeners will notice. I doubt it. So. Um, No, the prophet says, may the odds be ever in Andrew Kuchar's favor. He wants his standard capacity mags. Yes, amen to that. Um, Jay was just in the other day and talked with Chris, a great guy, very helpful. And Chris is one of the rock stars in the shop. If you haven't met him, uh, you're going to want to come on in. Uh, And DRBR says, New York is an insane place, even worse than Massachusetts. I would agree with you there, although I don't want to try a competition. I hope that uh, we just kind of stay status quo or get better. I don't want to compete with New York in any way, shape, or form. If you're hearing this but you don't have a gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and a couples class on October 15th. What better way to go out and have a date with your significant other, your spouse or partner? Come on October 15th. Sign up at capegunworks.com. And use that discount code, and you'll get a very special discount. So there you have it. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. You're involved in something like this, the stress level, it can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Coert was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you worked for taken away. Coert was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he'd worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Uh, happy you're here. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And we're going to jump right back to your questions on the chat. Uh, JCPC says, hey, Toby, that's a beautiful buck you have on the wall. Care to tell us about it? Yes, that is a beautiful buck. I shot that buck in Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, a few years ago, I did a little trip uh, with a few guys out there and we had a great time. It was beautiful. And, uh, 
you know, it was interesting because when I was prepping for that hunt, uh, I was told, okay, it's basically you just sit in a stand all day, uh, which is typically how I hunt around here in a tree stand. But this was more of a box blind. And uh, they're like, yeah, and we bait the deer, which I don't do around here because it's illegal. And, um, you know, you'll see some deer all day long. And I said, okay, great. Uh, And I was thinking, eh, maybe it's kind of not as fun, you know, hunting over baited deer as as it is, you know, in Massachusetts where uh, we have deer, but you're not allowed to bait them. And uh, I tell you, nothing could be further from the truth. You can really be selective about which deer you're going to shoot when you are hunting over bait and you get a constant stream of different deer coming in. Uh, But the thing that was the most interesting about that hunt is you think you're kind of cheating when you're sitting in a blind in Saskatchewan, but it is still extreme hunting, if you ask me, because you're out there from 5.30 in the morning until 5.30 or 6.30 at night from dark to dark. You don't come in for lunch, and it is 10 below zero outside. So it's it's still some serious hunting. Uh, in fact, to stay warm, it's very difficult. <laughs> And uh, you don't really get up to stretch your legs too often. Oh uh, my! But it was it was a trophy hunt, um, a trophy hunt that uh, I you know had a great time doing. It was a really interesting experience. See a ton of wildlife, and I was able to pull the trigger on that deer uh, third day into the trip. So he, he scored a hundred and thirty one and three eighths of an inch gross, which is probably uh, the second biggest deer of. Uh, Actually, about the third biggest deer I've killed. I actually killed one on Cape Cod right here. That was a little bigger than that one, but uh, not bigger body size-wise, but bigger uh, antler size. And uh, it was my first nine-pointer because the one I shot on Cape was an eight-pointer. And um, then this past year, I shot a ten-pointer down in Texas. So there you have that. That one's coming back from the taxidermist pretty soon. So there you have it. Um, Let's see. So Cape Dog is saying, Ammo Zone, I love it. (laughs) Talking about our new delivery service. And Jay is saying, I was picking his brain about the P90. If that Bruin case comes through for us, I'm absolutely going to SBR one of them. I don't know if I'd worry about the Bruin case. Why wouldn't you SBR one now? Like, why wait? Because you can definitely form one uh, a P90, the PS90. We sell the PS90 in the shop all the time. And there's no reason not to SBR one. So I would do it. Don't wait. Don't wait for brewing. Just get it done. Um, And Davey's busting my chops and saying, so I'll drive a $12 pack of 22 to Boston? And the answer to that is yes. Standard shipping rates apply. But if you want the free ship, you got to go with the uh, $300 minimum order, which covers just about any case quantity of ammo. And I don't care if you mix and match. You could do an optic, you could do a holster, you can do ammo, you could do a sling, you can do, um, you know, a, a, a stock or a, a forend or barrels, upper receivers, whatever you want. Just no firearms. So there you have it. Um, you can easily get to that $300 purchase, especially some of you, because I know some of you have a, a serious predilection of. Uh, spending a lot of money. And now, since the um, 
since the big three credit card companies are going to be taking a hard look at you, you're probably going to start using cash, which might, you know, be a win-win because it's easier to hide the receipt from the wife if you spend cash or from the significant other, the wife or the husband for that matter. Because let's, let's put it this way, the tables have turned. It used to be as a husband, you needed to learn the gun smuggle. And uh, I have some key people who have taught me well uh, early on in my gun ownership career and early on in my marriage when they said, oh, it's real easy, brother. What you do is you leave for work every day with an empty firearms case and say, yeah, I might swing by the range uh, on the way home. So the wife thinks that you're leaving with a gun in the case. And when you come home, it's full and you take it out of the case and put it in the rack and say, I didn't end up going by the range. So, uh, you know, that was the gun smuggle, one of the many techniques. But now it's happening on both sides. It's not just men. Women sometimes spend more money on firearms than their husbands do. And it's great. It's awesome. I love to see it because, you know, hey, I'm all for like, the women's suffrage movement and women's equal rights. And there's no reason they shouldn't be able to spend just as much as you did on firearms, your career. Now that they're getting into shooting and they come out to the range and, and um, yeah, that's the way to do it. So um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but so that it hopefully answers your question, Davey. And he says, hopefully that delivery van is electric. Gas is expensive. Uh, no, it is not. But yeah, I'm sure at some point, uh, you never know what happens. Maybe we'll go green. We'll see. <laughs> Just make it a smashing success, and then we'll put a whole fleet of green vehicles out there. Uh, that's that's one way to do it. Uh, what is another way to carry your firearm while driving so it's under your direct control besides on your person? Can you use those magnets in your car? Um, we had Keith Langer on to talk about this, uh, and he does not recommend that because if you were ever to be in an accident, the gun flips off the magnet or, you know, uh, if you have it in a center console or a, a glove box, then you're possibly not keeping the gun in your direct control if you need to be extracted from your vehicle under EMS services. I, he didn't think that they would cut you any slack if you got in an accident. Um, but I personally, I'm like, how are you not you know, if you're the only one in the vehicle, I don't see how the gun in the vehicle isn't under your direct control as long as no one else can acquire that gun uh, out short of an accident. Um, but there are some good safes. Uh, I know Hornady makes one. Uh, Vault-Tec makes some great safes that you can uh, transport in the car. Uh, Hornady makes one specific for vehicles that has this bladder that fills up with air between and kind of holds the the safe the RFID safe secure between the center console and the seat passenger seat and you can throw a wrist band on your on your wrist as you drive so if you needed the gun you just wave it over the top of the safe and it pops open and gives you instant access to your gun without having to punch in a code or you could put a little sticker a fob on the back of your uh, cell phone. So you could wave that over the top and it'd pop open. I think that would be a good alternate alternative to keeping it on you. Um, but on your body is still the best, the best way in my opinion. Um, gear website says, I feel like I'm halfway to being an athlete athlete with that training plan. <laughs> um, yeah, no doubt about it. If you look at it, uh, that's a, it's a good way to go. And I think he's talking about Alessandro's 
uh, website. You look at it, and um, it's pretty pretty wild. Um, I think that's what he's talking about, but I might be off the miss. You know, ships passing in the sea on that comment. Uh, if you're over forty, this country no longer makes sense. LOL. That's true. I would say. Um, well, I think we've been at that for a while. So, but certainly, if you're over forty, it's probably leaves you questioning. You know, did I pass out for 10 years and wake up and I'm in a different country now? So, uh, William wants to know if you can have a four pound trigger pull on your Glock 43X. Uh, probably. I think there's some aftermarket triggers out there that would probably get you down to the four pound range. But why? I wouldn't understand why you would ever want to do that. That would be my follow up question to you. Because if it's a primary defensive weapon, um, I think you're pretty good at a five and a half, six and a half pound trigger pull. I, I don't know why you'd want to go down to four um, on a defensive firearm like that. Um, just just a question. And I also don't think I'd want to modify a standard factory trigger on a defensive pistol that I carry. I think it makes a whole lot more sense to keep that gun stock as it relates to the trigger. Um, there are some people who have like a ghost disconnect or something like that that does clean up the trigger press just a little bit. That's That seems fine, but I wouldn't want to go all the way and replace a, the trigger with an aftermarket on my primary defensive weapon. And then my second follow-up question to that is, if it's not your primary defensive weapon and you're just using it at the range, it's a range gun and kind of a fun gun to shoot, why the 43X? Why wouldn't you go with like the 17 or the 19 or, um, you know, a SIG 320 or something like that? Um, a little bit bigger gun that's a little more comfortable to shoot. So just throwing those questions back at you. Um, there you go. Lawrence is wondering if the Diamondback DB206 pistol is legal here in Mass. And that would be a no. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry. Uh, till that whole mess goes away. Hopefully that'll go away soon as it, as it should. And it's being challenged by Firearms Policy Coalition as we speak. So there you go. Uh, more after this. But right now, the pepper spray class is back by popular demand. This class is for people that want to learn about alternatives to lethal defense. In the class, you actually dispense water-based practice spray units Plus, you will learn all the facets of non-lethal dispense. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to sign up. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong 
and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, Guns, Freedom, Second Amendment, and Self-Defense. If you want to be on the show, give us a call at 508-444-2120. You can also text or leave a message on the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. Getting back to your questions, I have one here that says, what was the announcement? (laughs) And obviously they haven't been listening, but um, the fact is, A, we're live, and B, there's now free shipping in Massachusetts for ammo on any order over 300 bucks. It's a screaming deal. So uh, you want to take advantage of that. So go ahead and do it. Don't delay. All right, let's uh, get back to your questions. Um, Jay wants to know if I can help with a Form 1. And absolutely, we could definitely do that. Um, the form one is the form that you need to fill out in order to SBR your current firearm. So if you have one of those PS nineties or whatever gun you have that you want to make into a short barreled rifle, you can go ahead and do it. And for all of those, those of you who have a braced pistol, um, you may need to fill out a form one anyway. Uh, although they're looking at, uh, waiving the $200 tax on that. They're trying to get, the Budget Appropriations Committee to do that. But once you have an SBR and a, uh, a tax-regulated item, then you're going to have to ask permission if you want to take it out of the state, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it gives you a little bit more trouble with, you know, the free movement of that weapon. So, anyway, uh, along those lines, I saw a great... Uh, episode of the armed scholar on YouTube who was talking about the Bruin decision and how it's going to affect the NFA items because the state of Texas is uh, saying that they are exempt from the NFA for any suppressor manufactured in Texas and retained in Texas. In other words, because it's not being shipped out of state and because it's not being shipped into the state from out of state, it doesn't have, they don't have any uh, commerce clause or interstate commerce whatsoever. So therefore they are saying we are exempt from the NFA and the ATF, you know, just about had a nutty over that and was like, whoa, 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 you can't tell us that you're exempt from us. (laughs) <laughs> so there's this big lawsuit going on, and the armed scholar was saying how uh, he thinks that the Bruin decision will significantly affect NFA items. And they're also making their argument, uh, the ATF is making their argument, uh, that the te- Texas suppressor case uh, still has to remain under the jurisdiction of the NFA branch of the ATF because suppressors are not protected by the Second Amendment. So they're saying they're not arms, so therefore they're not protected by the Second Amendment. Now, if they're not arms, 
Why are they serialized? Why do you have to go to a gun dealer and do paperwork, uh, fill out a 4473, and register them with the federal government? That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous argument. But this is what happens when you give so much power to a three-letter agency. And uh, I always think that, you know, going back to the first hour uh, about why Healy's edict still remains the law of the land in Massachusetts, and I said that because government loves to uh, loves to punt when it comes to their duties. So because the legislature gives power to these regulatory agencies instead of doing their own job, um, then, you know, it all comes back to bite everybody when, when the three-letter agencies grow into this uh, Medusa of a beast, you know, a multi-headed monster. And, you know, we talked about this in the uh, on the Grace Curley show a little bit yesterday, uh, how the government, ha- who really can't successfully restrict your First Amendment right to free speech, so what do they do? They outsource. They outsource your right to free speech to... Uh, censor your right to free speech to big tech they say hey guys you know this whole hunter biden laptop story we get we got to put that on ice before the election and zuckerbrox goes sure no problem that's that's easy we're going to go ahead and shadow ban we're going to take down posts we're going to put people in facebook jail we're going to prevent them from sharing it on messenger we're going to make sure that uh no one does it they're going to censor it and uh twitter did the same thing you know uh so they outsourced the censorship of your First Amendment freedoms because they can't do it. So now the same thing happens as it relates to the Second Amendment, right? So uh, the the Congress couldn't get certain things passed. So they, and honestly, President Trump even did this, right? When the Las Vegas shooting happened, uh, he said, we got to go against uh, slide fire stocks, bump stocks. We got to... We got to ban those. And so he used a regulatory agency to ban them and reclassify them as a machine gun. But the thing is, they don't have that power. Congress is the one that writes law. Congress is the one that takes up the definitions of firearms, et cetera, et cetera. So you can't give, um, and in the past, they gave this thing called Chevron deference to these three-letter agencies in order to manage the regulatory business of what it is they've been tasked to oversee. And so another landmark ruling out of the Supreme Court, the EPA versus West Virginia, has said, guys, you can't change what Congress hasn't done. So in other words, Congress has made definitions. Congress has put out law that you are now in charge of enforcing. When that doesn't go your way, you can't change the regulation and to and significantly impact people's lives or businesses' lives. That's what came out as a result of this um, this ruling from the Supreme Court. So here we are. The Supreme Court has made that ruling, and now the ATF has been doing this for decades, changing the definition of things, the, the bump stock, the arm brace, the uh, rare breed trigger. Uh, you know, there's other, there's many other things. And these have significant penalties 
which, which ta- you know, we're talking jail, we're talking surrender of property, we're talking huge fines. We're also talking about making you a prohibited person for life. So there you have that. Um, and that's that's what's what's going on right now. So we'll see what happens. We're going to watch this case in Texas because I think it could significantly affect um, the NFA, uh, you know, in the in the legitimacy of the NFA. So I hope that's what's going to happen because, you know, at the time of the ratification of the Second Amendment in 1791, there was no NFA. There was no regulation on any. Uh, you know, the size of a firearm. I think our founders, it would be laughable if they came back today and and saw what what it is they've done to the Bill of Rights and uh, what they've done to your Second Amendment. I I don't think it would be funny, ha-ha. I think it would be laughable in a peculiar way and to see what they would do about it. Uh, They picked up arms against the Brits when they were coming to take their powder and primers and coming to take their uh, their muskets, right? Uh, interestingly enough, on that along those lines, remember Governor Hochul said, "Hey, let's not forget when the Second Amendment was ratified, everybody had muskets, and I'm prepared to go back to that." Well, guess what? Governor Hochul has banned uh, the ownership of muskets. If you can't pass a background check uh, right now, federally speaking, anyone can go and buy a muzzle loader. Uh, whether or not you load it and there's legal uh, precedent to say that they can't load it with powder or primer. And especially in Massachusetts, uh, you can't possess the powder or primers or powder or uh, caps uh, to you know make that muzzle loader shoot or even the bullet, the projectile. But um, in New York, she's she's basically saying, all right, I'll concede the Second Amendment, but it was used, the muzzleloaders were used back then. And now she's saying, but I'm still going to trample the rights of people to even own muzzleloaders in the state of New York. It's, it's an absolute dumpster fire. And I find that to be the cherry on the very top of the anti-Second Amendment rhetoric coming out of politicians and tyrants today because they love to make those type of claims like, oh, yeah, you, you, you can't have anything other than a muzzle loader because that's what was in effect when the uh, Second Amendment was ratified. And then they'll go on to ban muzzle loaders from private ownership, even though it says shall not be infringed, but you're going to say it was with muzzle loaders. And then you're going to still ban them anyway. Uh, the the best uh, argument to that is obviously okay. So the tweet that you, you just wrote that on isn't allowed under the First Amendment because there was no such thing as the internet and handheld devices when the First Amendment was written. It was quills and parchment. So uh, printing presses were still not very common in the day. Uh, a lot of things were written out by hand. But printing presses were around for, you know, a couple hundred years. But let's say there, there wasn't a Xerox machine in every office at that time. Uh, so are you saying that your, your, your speech isn't protected by the First Amendment? I didn't think so. So let's call a spade a spade. Uh, arms change, rights don't. And our founders understood that technology was a thing. They also understood that bad guys could use arms for bad purposes. Um, 
but they gave you the free exercise of your right to keep and bear arms so that you could have an adequate, efficient defense against the bad guy as they were trying to come and exert their will on you and government on you as well. So anyway, all right, let's get back to your questions. Uh, I can monologue like the best of them, obviously. Um, Question, will the delivery truck have some delivery-only specials that the people will only know about if they order? That could be a cool bonus for delivery customers. Oh, you, are you reading our mail, G-Webs? Because seriously, I think sometimes you're reading our mail or you're listening to our inter-office uh, conversations about that. But yes, we do plan on doing that. We're also going to have the, the truck stocked with some commonly uh, purchased things like... A blue mag loaders, maybe some extra magazines, maybe some pre-band mags, some some of the top-selling SKUs that come out of the shop. So when we get there and you go, oh, man, I wish I remembered a cleaning kit, we'll be like, here you go. Will that be cash or credit? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, but yes, yeah, some delivery-only specials will definitely be happening. That is uh, on the agenda. Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday and Ladies Night every other Thursday uh, or try a range experience package. You don't need a license for any of those events. And we have action pistol shooting coming back very soon. So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, But we'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. has become all the rage these days. Apparently, the mainstream media has gotten all over this term, and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. You will be held accountable for your actions as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training and you know your laws so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show where we talk about guns and whatever else comes across the, the interwebs that piques our interest. So if you want to be a part of the show, dial 508-444-2120. You can ask your question when I'm live on the air or leave a message or send us a text. That's 508-444-2120. Um, let's see. RAA says, my girlfriend lets me have whatever gun I want. My wife, not so much. Oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right, uh, you must be a dad because that's a bad dad joke, and hopefully uh, that's not true. You're just trying to just trying to get a laugh out of us there. But <laughs> um, and no prophet says 
my wife is so great. There's no smuggling necessary. She says sexy things like, I think we need more ammo. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that'll put anyone in the mood right oh, there. My. She's a keeper, man. Uh, keep that woman happy. Um, but I will say it's been kind of funny owning a uh, owning a gun store. And sometimes the, the women are like, honey, get the gun. Buy it. Go ahead. Buy it. And he's like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. And I'm like, what? Dude, you don't even realize. Like, there's a lot of guys that would punch you in the face right now. If they heard your wife say, buy the gun, and you're not going to leave with the gun because they know how hard it is to smuggle one in or get one by or or get the wife to finally agree to let them buy the gun. So uh, I'm like, number one, she's a keeper. Number two, uh, take her out for dinner tonight and buy the dang gun. She's giving you permission. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny how, um, you know. And then we have couples that come in together and buy guns together, and that's like, that's just uh, you know obviously that's the sixth love language like you know if you study out the five love languages number six is is buying guns right uh so it it doesn't necessarily fall into uh buying of gifts or acts of service it's buying guns is like this activity you can do together and it's obviously universally true that it's every person's number one love language so that's why they don't even list it because that one's taken for granted. The, re the other five are the ones you need to prioritize because obviously buying guns is number one. So the family that shoots together stays together, in my opinion. So uh, there you have it. Um, let's see. Any word on when that SIG MCX Gen 3 is coming out and if it'll be converted to mass compliant like the Gen 2? I tell you one thing. As soon as I can get my hands on them, I will. And I definitely will be converting them and making a mass compliant like the Gen 2, absolutely, uh, for sure. Um, and so Williams chiming back in that it's for defense, meaning his 43X carry gun at the four-pound trigger. I, you know, I just, I get a little nervous about modifying triggers for defensive guns. Um, I would never carry a gun that I've grossly modified a trigger and reduced the trigger pull to. Um, I say that, but um, I have in the past done some modifications to carry guns like a Glock 19. I put a uh, tear trigger in. It was made by SSVI and it was a just a shoe, but the original uh, trigger mechanism, if you will, was a Glock factory tr trigger mechanism, the, the disconnect and everything, but the trigger shoe itself was aftermarket. But even that can be a little nerve wracking. I, I heard of one of the trainers in this group I'm with uh, have an ND on one of his training days because somebody bought a uh, pyramid trigger, uh, I think from the Glock store. And after four or 500 rounds of shooting that day, the roll pin on the trigger shoe worked its way out and stuck out past the, the width of the grip of the gun. So when he was going to holster it into his Kydex holster, uh, that roll pin grabbed the edge of the Kydex. And when he pushed down, it, it caused the trigger to be fired. So... Uh, and it, I don't think it caused an injury, but it shot a hole into the ground next to the leg, which is very unnerving. So um, you got to watch aftermarket stuff, but you also have to watch and keep your factory stuff in good condition as well. So there you have it. Um, 
If you travel or you want to get a license to carry in multiple states, make sure you check out the Utah 36 state concealed carry class. You get everything you need to apply for the Utah license at the end of the class. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to book the class today. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's Federal Ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal Ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back. This is Rapid Fire, a two-way talk show that you can call into and text your questions to 508-444-2120. Any time of the day or night, include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. If we don't answer your question today, we'll do it next time. I promise. I, my fingers are crossed, but I still promise. We'll try to get to all your questions. Call or text 508-444-2120 for the Rapid Fire line. Uh, getting back to your questions now, um, G. Webbs points out that it's the snake eating its own tail, talking about the NFA, ATF, and um, the Bruin decision, etc. And it's the redefinition of a firearm is in part because they insist on including suppressors as firearms for registration. And they look at the problem their policy caused and double down. And I, I agree. Um, and he says, as bad as it might get, it's all based on self, so it's easy to remove or unravel. And then he mentions that the D.C. Project ladies are in Washington, D.C. right now, 55 ladies on their own dime, not sponsored by the NRA, GOA, SAF, just themselves. And they're making a real effect with those representatives at a time when they have an assault weapons ban on their plates. Yes, you're right. The Senate still has 1808, House Resolution 1808 on their plate, um, which is... an the 94 assault weapons ban, which happened this past week, the anniversary of it, uh, September it happened on September 13th, 1994. And we still live under that assault weapons ban here in Massachusetts. Um, but it makes that look like uh, the light version of it. <laughs> uh, this one that's coming down the pipeline that was passed by the House um, is a joke. It is It bans hundreds of firearms commonly owned in uh in ordinary use um they are really grasping and that's why we hope it the ship tanks in the senate but we don't even want it brought up for debate you never know um interestingly enough too that the september 13th 1994 uh assault weapons ban happened right before the midterms when uh 
the midterms happened. Uh, that was when the contract with America ha- happened with Newt Gingrich. And I think that uh, the minority leader McCarthy should come out and uh, say, hey, we're going to write a new contract with America. And guess what's going to be enumerated right at the top? No more gun control. Uh, we will restore the rights of our citizens from the clutches of the tyrants that are trying to take away your your firearms. Um, and, you know, this whole assault weapons ban language, et cetera, et cetera, it's a hard no. It's a, you know, it's a won't make it out of committee. It won't, you know, it'll go to committee as it needs to if it's introduced and it'll die where it should die right there because it violates your constitutional right to keep and bear arms. So that would be awesome. Um, so uh, he also, G-Webs also points out that uh, the delivery vehicle could pull, pull up to a shooting event or a park at a gun show, et cetera. Um, we do have gun shows in, in Massachusetts here uh, once in a while. I haven't seen them in a while since COVID kind of knocked them out, but we definitely could and maybe we could... Uh, uh, it would be interesting, though, if it's at a gun show. Most people go in. I don't know how much business we'd have in the parking lot, but um, I'm sure we could. Uh, so that would be good. Um, all right. Let's see here. Uh, when do I expect to have the Ruger LC carbine in? We're trying to get those, Cortez. Um, I I had a rep reach out to me, and I didn't see his text. And I reached out to him the next day, and I said, heck, yes, I want LC carbines. And he said... Uh, Oh, sorry, those you got back to me too late. Um, but I said, well, back order them for me. As soon as I get them, I, I want them. So uh, they're pretty neat. And if you're not familiar with what that is, uh, Ruger has come out with a carbine that shoots the 5.7 by 28, the that cool little round that's a screamer, the same round that the PC carbine, I mean that the PC um, PS90 shoots. Um, there's a couple other people who made an AR style weapon that shoots that round. It's kind of cool. And I've thought about getting something like that where the PS 90 mag snaps into the top of the, uh, AR style upper. And that would be kind of a neat little twist on the AR 15. But anyway, we'll be cat. Will we be carrying any Mossberg MC two SCs in the near future? Yes, we've had them. They sell quick. If you want one, Aaron, I would definitely special order it and we'll be able to get it for you. Um, and James is saying, I need a legal trigger for my Glock ASAP. So uh, what does that mean, a legal trigger? Uh, do you, I think you mean um, you have the 10-pound, like a New York trigger? I don't know. Um, I need a legal trigger for my Glock ASAP. Uh, I guess they're all legal, right? Uh, so I would just get an aftermarket if you do have the 10 and a half pound trigger pull. There you have it. Uh, where can I get into action shooting league? They mentioned it during the class I took, but I can't find it on the website. It's not running right now, but it'll start up toward the end of September. So stay tuned. We're going to be, uh, firing that back up. We took a, it's back up on the web. Uh, professor Claw says it's back up on the web. I think it's starting like uh Monday, the 20 something. September 27th. Yeah. So end of September, it'll be up and running. So in a couple weeks. So there you have that. Um, let's see. Uh, I hope they're planning on doing something like they did in 94. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think that the, the, 
best part of what happened in that horrible time of September 94 is that all the people, all the politicians that really made that happen, sponsored the bill and and signed on to that, went home. A lot of them weren't really known for gun control, but they thought they were going to vote down party lines and, and vote for that. They took a bath in the midterm elections and were sent home packing. They, they were able to go home and work on their golf swing because they were given a new job. Uh, and it wasn't as a rep or a senator uh, for, the, for their districts any longer. The people spoke loud and they spoke clear that we don't want your assault weapons ban. You can take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it and go ahead back out to the golf course and work on your golf swing because you're not going to be our senator, you're not going to be our representative any longer. And even uh, Bill Clinton acknowledged the brave people that put their career on the line to pass that ridiculous overreach of government. And... um Yeah, so hopefully the same thing will happen. Anyone who entertains it. I hope everyone looks at who voted for it under H.R. 1808 uh, and says, hey, I think there was five Republicans. Those guys should get an automatic uh, walking papers. They should get their walking papers. And, and, you know, maybe some of them I think weren't running for re-election anyway, but there you go. Um, So let's see. Um. I was thinking of just drive it in and park inside, set up a table next to it. That would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe we should do that. I I used to do gun shows. Um, I haven't done them lately because it's a lot of work and it was kind of a pain in the neck uh, because I would take a ton of guns. And the funny thing is, I'm like, I remember when I did one of them. I'm like, I'm gonna sell the heck out of these shields i'm gonna offer a gun show special and i brought like 20 of them i think i sold one and then like i brought a couple 300 dollar piece of crap uh piece of junk uh like guns that have been sitting in the case for a long time those sold instantly i was like wow i realized like 300 bucks was the magic number at the gun show my shields were like 399 or something like that so i think i sold one uh, and I, I, pu- I pumped them out pretty good. I'm like, hey, we got a special on these shields, normally 429 399 or 379 whatever the heck it was. And uh, But there you go. Um, the $300 guns, though, whew, I sold out. I had, like, several trade-ins and cheap, cheap and cheerful guns. Uh, ammo can be a big thing, but it's heavy and bulky to move. Um, magazines, pre-band mags always do good at local gun shows here. Um, if your price is right. Um, so yeah, you know, what's interesting is one of the things we do great at is there's a ladies night out at a local, uh, local, uh, local media company puts it on and they rent the big conference room and they just invite all the vendors, local vendors in the area to come, uh, hawk their wares. And we basically just go with some pepper spray, some swag, some, uh, books, uh, but we would run very good deals on uh, memberships, ladies licensed to carry class, and uh, date night, and a bunch of other stuff, and we would sell the dickens out of it. Ladies would just come and hang out, and, and uh, you know, they'd buy a bunch of classes and ladies night out and stuff like that, and, you know, we did very well there, so 
I would do that again, and that would be cool to drive the car in, and, and uh, you know, that'd be fun. But, geez, guys, another hour in the bag, another show in the bag, and it it uh, goes quick. Time flies when you're having fun and talking about guns. And uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. But remember, even though the show ends here, you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us. You can go to rapidfireradio.us and download past episodes if there's one you missed. Or you can call or text the Rapid Fire line for next week, 508-444-2120. Remember, keep up the fight in your community. Put on a good face of responsible gun ownership. Take someone new shooting. Uh, support your local gun advocates and together as americans we can overcome anything so we'll see you next week i appreciate you tuning in god bless and see you next time i'm toby leary